0: I think one thing that is very very important is to you know it's it's always great and good to be inspired and exposed to other designers' quality work. And I think the key is that when you start to pay attention to you know other people's work and you start to maybe adapt certain techniques uh, in your own designs, that you're not just using those techniques blindly, but that you make sure to do a good job at translating how those techniques should be used in the context of your own problem.
1: Date, June 2015, episode 121 with Corbin Harrell, digital product designer ThoughtBot in Denver. Corbin talks about his work on the ThoughtBot.com redesign, his thought process behind selecting typefaces, and the pitfalls and joys about designing marketing pages. This episode is sponsored by the lovely people at Cold School and Media Temple. So you worked on the site redesigned for ThoughtBot, right? Yeah. So what were the goals you were tasked to achieve for this design?
0: The main, you know, thought, the ThoughtBot site is an interesting thing because, you know, at ThoughtBot we have this culture of kind of, you know, if you see a problem somewhere, you know, take initiative and you know, start work on it and, you know, show your, show your work and progress to other people and get feedback and, and kind of this idea of shipping quickly and building building quickly and iterating on, on things regularly. And so, you know, the goal of, of the design when I was uh, working on it was not necessarily to like, you know, start from scratch and just kind of overhaul something, but it was very much more like iterating on what already existed and finding ways to improve what already existed. And so, the goals that I found for myself and for the, you know, the other designers that I was working with on that were to, you know, we had we found that there were several opportunities that we could introduce. More useful content to the site. I think at the time it was very sparse, and and there were a lot of missed opportunities um, as far as content went. And so you know we took advantage of that and said you know we have a, a, several opportunities to talk about you know the different the different products that we build, the client work that we've done, the open source projects that we've that we've created, you know. In addition to pushing for the creation of like case studies and things like that, which have slowly kind of come into being, and you know, I think all of those things were kind of missing from from the, its previous form, and so we were able to kind of spend a little bit of time thinking through how what kind of content we should add and and how valuable that should that, that would be, and how that should be structured.
1: The logo has a nice animation when you hover over it. Who came up with that idea?
0: Yeah so that would be Connie Chan (laughs) and so yeah she is a designer in Boston and she was the one who who worked on that animation Uh, and I think she did a couple different iterations on that you know trying to determine the speed of the animation and that kind of thing but yeah that was a fun thing that she uh, she did and I think was a nice little touch on the site.
1: Why did you decide to only use copy for the top part of the landing page?
0: The the top hero section, you know, is something that's always kind of evolving. And I think we're always trying to communicate as best as we can, you know, who Thoughtbot is and what it is we do and the things that we care about. And that's why, you know, I think at in its current state, I think that's why there's a little bit more emphasis on on that on that text and what it's communicating. You know, we've we've gone through several iterations where we've used like different images and things for for the site. And I think, you know, we're always trying to determine whether or not they add value and whether or not they help in or whether, you know, whether or not they assist in communicating what it is Thoughtbot is about and what it is Thoughtbot, Thoughtbot does and has capabilities to do. And so I'm sure, you know, as the months go as the months
1: pass by, I'm sure
0: we'll see many more iterations of that. You know, always hoping to improve that that experience and that design.
1: Can you talk about your choice of typography for this project?
0: Whenever I go through the process of selecting typefaces for any project, you know, <laughs> I always try and consider, you know, what feeling are you trying to communicate to to your viewer or user and what kind of personality does the typeface have and what does that say about, you know, in the context of like a marketing site, what does that say about the product or the company that that it belongs to? And is it interesting? Is it, you know, does it have some sort of uniqueness about it that differentiates itself from, you know, a lot of like UI typefaces that are that focus more on like legibility and clarity than expressing uh you know certain characteristics? And so yeah, so for the typography on Thoughtbot.com, we use Kaluna Sans and for like headings. And it's that typeface was selected because it's It it does have a lot of personality, but it also isn't too over the top. You know, Thoughtbot is you know we take our work very seriously, and we we care a lot about making you know quality products and designing and developing quality products. But at the same time, you know we're very we we put a lot of emphasis on you know being open and engaging our community and being, you know, like honest and down to earth with each other and our coworkers and, you know, all of that. And so, you know, having some sort of element of like personality and uh, you know, friendliness that kind of shows through from the typeface is something that I think we achieved with, with selecting that typeface in particular. Hey, between-screen listeners, this is John Friscus from Code School here to say hello. If you're not familiar with us, CodeSchool is an online learning destination for existing and aspiring developers that teaches us through entertaining content. With experienced instructors and high-quality courses, over a million people have trusted CodeSchool to teach the most popular development languages by turning learning into a game-like experience. So check us out at Codeschool.com and start learning by doing.
1: For years, MediaTembers Grid Service has been the web hosting choice of more designers, developers and creative professionals than any other platform. A single grid account can host anything from your portfolio site to 100 different client projects. And the grid is ready for anything. Hundreds of servers work together in the cloud to keep your sites online, even if you suddenly hit the front page of Reddit. Also check out their new WordPress hosting product, as well as their launching of Google Apps for Work. Virtual private server solutions are also available with their DV and DV developer hosting plans. You can use the promo code SCREEN25 for 25% off web hosting. Go to mediatemple.net and enter your promo code upon sign up. Thanks for listening. Did you collaborate with other designers on this project?
0: Yes. Um, designers at Thoughtbot, whenever they have time; are always, uh, you know, going into and refining Thoughtbot.com in different ways. For example, adding case studies and structuring and designing, um, you know, our case studies is something that you know several designers are, are always doing. Um, and then when it comes to you know, like speaking to the redesign in particular, and again, which is something that is kind of always ongoing. You know, there's people that are always looking to to contribute and and refine and improve the site we foster a culture at ThoughtBot of, you know, if you see a problem with something, then you then fix it. You don't necessarily need permission to do so. Obviously before you implement something, it's always good to get, you know, multiple opinions on on what you believe a better solution is. But yeah, I mean, you know, that was the Thoughtbot.com site was something that I saw and said, you know, like this is an opportunity to give a better first impression, and you know, how how can we leverage that, and how can we take advantage of you know the opportunity to add more and more valuable content, and what are how can we improve its structure and the design in general?
1: What do you find tricky about designing marketing pages like this?
0: Hmm. So
1: I think when you're designing
0: marketing pages, you have a little bit. More room to be creative, and I think you have a little bit more room. I I think that you haven't have the opportunity to establish a design language and kind of identity for the the marketing site that maybe is a little bit larger scale than something like, you know, something like a simple product that maybe uses like familiar patterns. You have. The space and the freedom to use a lot of a lot more imagery and illustration, and maybe be a little bit more creative with typography. Um, and so, yeah, I think you know that's that's one thing that makes it a little bit different in sense of the type of design that it is. And so, you know, I think, but I think the challenge that comes with that is you know deciding when and when not to exercise mm-hmm. restraint and when not to be a little bit more creative and expressive in the, you know, imagery and visual design that you kind of implement.
1: And uh, what are your thoughts about marketing pages in general these days? So I think
0: when it comes to marketing pages, there are definitely examples of, I don't know, like it's it's a hard thing because I think you have, there's like Two ends of, of of a spectrum. Where on one end, you a lot of the times you see marketing pages that are like following similar patterns. And <clears throat> you know, I've seen a lot of people kind of express how frustrating it is to see you know websites and and marketing sites nowadays that follow like very kind of standard patterns and layouts and kind of design. Trends, and in that sense, you know, it's it's frustrating because things start to appear very similar very quickly. You know, if you're going from one site to the next, uh, you you start to see you know like very common patterns um, a lot. So, for example, like images with color overlays, or like gradient overlays, or like three columns of three small columns of text with like icons above them or whatever, and. You know those are those are fine and I th- and they you know emerged as trends for a reason because it's attractive and and good ways to display information but I think that a lot of the times a lot of the time they end up being used as kind of a crutch so like a designer doesn't have feel like you know they don't have the time or they don't even maybe they're just being lazy and use those structures as just you know, they think, oh well, it works. I know it works because I've seen it done lots of times before. So there's no reason why it shouldn't work here, and I I'll just do it that way. And I think that's unfortunate. I think that's a missed opportunity. And I think there are other you know sites that really really push you know push the value of, of design and graphic design in, in really you know cool and creative ways. And creative doesn't necessarily have to mean very like elaborate and like grandiose, but maybe. You know, they they've taken a problem. They've they've taken a new approach to displaying their content that works for them and that's unique to them and that isn't following you know pre-established trends or patterns just because that's what. But but they really are kind of, you know, putting a new spin on, or creating some sort of unique identity for their own site or for their own brand by, by using graphic elements in, in kind of unique and creative ways, or by you know using typography and white space in unique and creative ways. I think that's also you know equally as impressive when you know you find marketing sites or people creating them that you know really have a solid grasp on on t- good typography and are able to use typography and white space in a way that's just extremely engaging for someone viewing it.
1: And any other things asana should keep in mind or avoid when working on marketing pages?
0: If you're designing a marketing page and you find yourself, you know, using patterns that you've seen before, ask yourself why you're using those patterns and if that really is the best solution and ask yourself if you have an opportunity to break away from those Patterns and and maybe be a little bit more creative and intentional with how you display your content and how you use you know visual and graphic design in your in your work. And I think one thing you know that I've thought of now is something that's really important when you're considering the design of of you know marketing pages, landing pages, whatever, is being very clear about uh, you know giving the the user opportunities to navigate from from one. Area to the next, and being intentional about how you draw attention and how you emphasize, you know, certain parts of the content. Maybe like, maybe some content is more important than than others, and that you do a good job of em- emphasizing what that content is. Uh, maybe you know, you want to make sure that you provide enough clarity around different call to actions um, and different opportunities for the user to kind of interact with your page, and making it making sure that you do a good job of like drawing them in and you know making them want to go further into exploring the site